course, from the beginning of this podcast, knew it as pleasure-seeking, named after my new book, The Magic of Pleasure-Seeking. As soon as my book is available to pre-order, I'll announce it here. Today's episode is brought to you by DB. DB is a Scandinavian brand that makes backpacks and bags to help people on the move stay ready for anything, from the streets to the peaks. DB's gear is travel-tested by some of the world's best athletes, greatest adventurers, and wonderful creators. Over the past decade, DB has designed and developed, released and refined the best bags in the market. With DB's patented hookup system, you're able to attach smaller products to your backpack, a roller, or a tote. Just think of it, ladies and gentlemen, you can run from one train platform to another or one airport to another and not lose any of your pieces. We're teaming up with DB to exclusively offer our listeners 10% off your next purchase by using the code POD10, P-O-D-1-0, or going to the link in our show notes. DB, it's time to move on, time to get going. Now, this episode is the first in the series called Archetype Voices. I have with me Isaiah, Isaiah Gabriel, and who is she? She is um, a mixed media artist. She's a crafter. She is also a magico-pragmatic mindset and business coach. She's a goddess teacher a traveling priestess, and uh, she inspires, she accompanies, and motivates women to dare through their changes. Uh, Rise to an enhanced, uncycled, more colorful, happier version of themselves and create a new empowered lifestyle and business. She's from Greece, and so she talks daily about Athena, Aphrodite, but she also makes connection to any female goddess around. She's been working with the Divine Feminine for over 20 years in real life and online. She's a moon mother and a tantrica, and she's a facilitator's women's circles, uh, red tents, artist workshops, and she'll tell us all about that, and sacred retreats in France where she sometimes lives in Greece and all over the world. In other words, she accompanies women in their reconnection to themselves uh, in nature and the universe and works with Greek goddess archetypes to help her client with the divine feminine. So let's get her in here. All right, Isaiah, thank you so much for coming. Oh, I'm so happy to yeah, be here. Yeah, when I um, heard about you and I read about you, I, I and I actually wrote to you, I said, I have to get you. I want you. <laughs> because there are not many women who say she connects with the goddess. You know, she connects with the goddesses. She helps women become goddesses. And uh, for me, that is all about archetypes. And the goddess is a very important chapter in my book. Uh, the goddess is <laughs> one of the most and the most difficult to embrace. But let me ask you a couple of things, because there's so many the things that I would like to ask you. Um, we hear 
talk, Isaiah, um, about the sacred feminine. What about, can you tell us, what is that sacred feminine? What is it all about? Yeah, um, yeah. I can tell you, but it's um, it's kind of, I'm going to go first with every time I answer questions, people have the tendency to tell me, oh, but it can't be that simple. <laughs> no, I won't yes, do that. <laughs> so <laughs> I won't do that. I'm going to go with what is the sacred feminine? Well, in fact, it's kind of easy. It's kind of simple. Basically, for women to reconnect with the sacred feminine or with the divine feminine means to reconnect with themselves because the sacred feminine is me. The sacred feminine is you. The sacred feminine is all around us. It's in the sea. It's in the moon. It's in the cosmos. It's in our wombs to start with. So that's why I call myself a magical pragmatic mm -hmm. coach because I think that, you know, there are all these things that we, we want to be um, connecting with the universe. We want to be manifesting. We want to be meditating. But the first state, step, sorry, my English is not oh, my first beautiful. language, so I might get it's lost in translation. It's beautiful to listen to. <laughs> so um, the, the first step would be to look for the sacred in me, to look for the sacred okay. in you. So and as Isaiah, far as the sacred I'm feminine going to stop you. I'm to going to stop you. <laughs> now, when you talk, it's not the feminine that we are uh, uh, trying to seek out. The very notion of sacred. What is the sacred? Because it's it's one of those words similar to the soul that we toss around. People generally <laughs> toss around, and they look and they don't know where the soul is. They can't find it, you know. So I can't tell you where the soul <laughs> well, is. That no. I can't. But the sacred, I no, can't yeah, tell the you. Sacred. The sacred. What is, is in you that makes it sacred? For me, the sacred. For me, but I think it's it's everyone's is, is important sure. to their own definition. But for me, the sacred is the place where I connect to something that is right. bigger than me. Good. So it can be all the feminine yes. energies. Yes. It can be the cosmos. It can be transcendence yes, for people who are deeply religious. It can be nature. Yes. It can be... Um, and when I say something that is bigger than me, that's why I was saying the first place I would look is in my yes. home. Because the psychic yes. nature of women... Yes. It's yes. bigger than me. It's not my womb. It's a, a species yes. <laughs> situation. Yes. So um, I would believe that the, um, the the sacred is in the mundane, but we kind of forget, okay. how, or we don't yeah. remember no. where to look. Now, for there's it. a whole, and it's mostly taking a time off the life mundane, running around, doing my job, being a mother, being whatever, a daughter. And just remembering that we are connected, that we come from everywhere, that we come from particles of the universe, that we are sacred per se. Right, as in, right. Um, why why uh, I'm getting excited here? Um, because one of, you, you just started saying the cycle, this reproduction. Um, every time people, women, when I work with women, I try to make them understand we don't need to empower you. Just think of how powerful you are. With a menstrual cycle, you bleed for so many days and you don't die. That's power. That really is power. But we'll get to the menstrual cycle. Um, uh, 
I think I think the menstrual cycle is is almost the beginning of the journey for women who are looking for a reconnection to their sacred When you say almost the, the way why almost almost always, ah yes some some yes. women some some women might find this reconnection first with nature uh, or with um, <clears throat> even you know the, the world the traditions of the the spiritual traditions of the world but i believe that one of the problem is problems of our world our modern western world is the the little um, it's like we've been cut in bits yes. and pieces we have yes. the head so the head is usually you know if we have problems with the head we go to a head shrink yes. and we settle yes. that if we have problems with the emotions we can get a coach or uh, but then there's the body and then there's the oh the body what what is that again you know it's like where is yeah. my body what is it doing and i don't know how it works and i don't i don't communicate with my body Uh, and I, when I say I, because yeah. I've been there, you know, I'm not kind of some kind of crazy magic person from mm -hmm. birth. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and and the so that's what I call the reconnection. And that's why I say that for women, if we go to the basics, the basics are we are cyclic beings. We function in a different way than a male, a masculine, a man would function. Men are linear. Right. And there is no good or bad around either women, women or men. Let me be very clear about this. Um, I personally love men. I have <laughs> that makes two of us. two sons who I love very much. <laughs> But they are not the same as mm -hmm. we are. And the, the way that the world functions, since we live in the Western world, at least in a very um, masculine, organized society with masculine values, the difficulty for women and for men Uh, in reconnecting with the masculine, with the sacred feminine, is that we don't have a clue what the hell that is, the sacred feminine, and that's why I'm saying, you know, just instead of looking for it outside of me, I have to look inside, and go back to the cyclic nature, go back to the fact that every month, I travel through four different archetypes that are really powerful that each constitute kind of a superpower. We have four super women in our cycles. And if we can harness the power of these, instead of trying to pretend we are men, so, and only use the power of one, maybe two archetypes, uh, and then completely forget about well, the other two. Well, let's talk about those We four. end up being... <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so the four uh, archetypes, the four basic archetypes of the... Uh, for women um, of the feminine energy, they have been <clears throat> developed and discussed by many yeah. people, right? I personally am a student of Miranda Gray. She's a woman from the UK, and she has been um, kind of systemizing uh, the theory around those four archetypes. So uh, the first one, we usually talk about the maiden first. So the maiden is, Uh, and the interest of, of the cycle for women is that it is connected like ripples to the cycle of the moon and to even the cycle of the seasons. So it goes like there are three cycles that are, you know, the, the one closest to me, then the moon, and then even the, the, the cycle yes. of the earth with yes. the seasons. And each reflect yes. each other. So if we go for the maiden, the maiden is connected to the pre-ovulation phase of our menstrual mm -hmm. cycle. 
to the waxing yes. moon uh, and to springtime. Yes. So uh, the, the archetype of the maiden, well, she's maiden, she's full on, she's full of energy, she's young, she's got great ideas, she's kind of selfish, she just goes forward and she doesn't really care about other people and she goes full on and she is so confident in yeah. herself. Sexually, that means that she's, she's a woman that has no egg yet, yeah. so she can't be pregnant. So she's just in it for the fun and yeah. the pleasure and the, and, and the joy of it. And you can see when I describe her that she is a very uh, present archetype in our society. Mm -hmm. Why? Because she basically behaves like a man. <laughs> she's this dynamic, never tired, full on person. Yeah. Uh, and she goes, you know, up, up, up from uh, energetically. Mm -hmm. There's something that I um, noticed about the maiden. The maiden is very similar to the virgin archetype because she's creative. There is a creative element of to the maiden yeah. that is different, is almost lost in other female archetypes. But go on. For me, it, I'll, I'll go on with, with, um, with your question a little bit later because I wanted to, to point Good. out something that I think is really important yes. about the maiden. That is that she is so overworked uh -huh. in our society. Mm -hmm. And I think it has a lot of uh, side effects and there are negative yes. side effects. Because we have this tendency as women and the men around us sometimes expect yeah. us to behave like maidens four weeks a month. <laughs> but this is not how it works. We only have one week of maiden every month. And then there's another three weeks that we are supposed, we are kind of or given the order by the way our body functions to change yeah. archetypes to dance with another of those Dancing, archetypes. Yes. If we try to stick to one, whichever yeah. it is, for four weeks, we go straight into burnout or straight into diseases that are so um, obviously uh, womb related, yes. like endometriosis and things like that, which to my opinion are really, and you know, I'm not a doctor, yes, so course. don't quote me on that. And yeah. But I strongly believe that energetically, these diseases that touch the womb, um, along with PMS and, you know, and, and the cancers and everything, are increasing in our society because maidens are overused, yes. over-tired, over-worked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they've taken over, basically, uh, and we let them, which is, to my opinion, yeah. a mistake. What we should do <laughs> is follow the cycle of our bodies and after the week of the maiden is done, switch into the mother. So the mother archetype is, well, you know, you know what a mother is. <laughs> so a mother is, uh, the mother archetype is the nurturing type, the, the um, fertile type. So she's connected with the summer, with the full moon and with the ovulation phase usually. And what, what she's all about, she's all about this, complete openness to giving. She is this giving, sometimes over giving, and sometimes also over controlling, yes. you know, she wants to control her, her environment. And again, the mother archetype is very often really um, appreciated in our mm -hmm. society, even from, you know, the, the Christian times, we have Mother Mary. And so the archetype, the idea that women are mothers is kind of 
uh, okay with yeah. society and with the patriarchy. Then there's another two archetypes. And those two are just like, let's not talk about them. Let's ignore them. And of course, as you can see me, you can see me coming from a mile. I believe that this is what is really wrong with the way we try to function as women. And again, I'm not blaming men for doing that. I think that we do that on ourselves as well. So the, the first two archetypes are overused and the other two are mm -hmm. underused. And the balance is not there in our lives. So the third archetype is called the Enchantress. Sometimes it's also, uh, she's also called the Queen. For me, I call her the Enchantress mm -hmm. because she's magic. Because what happens is she's connected to the post-ovulation mm -hmm. phase. So she can have sexuality without conceiving. And that is magic, yeah. right? Superpower, you know, in times before um, the pill or condoms, being able to have a sexual life without, with this, the absolute certainty that there was not going to be a baby, mm -hmm. it's magic. Uh, she's connected with the fall, the autumn mm -hmm. season, uh, which is, as we all know, the season of magic with Halloween and Sawain mm -hmm. and all these. Uh, and she is energetically, sorry, she is the descent. So she's going from the summer, from the light, the full moon energy, to, and at the end of it, she'll go into the dark moon, into the winter, into the darkness, yes. basically. So obviously, she's no. no fun, right? Because she's going downwards. And we don't like things go downwards. Moreover, she's not going downwards on a nice little slope, quietly. She won't go there without mm -hmm. a fight. She will have peaks of energy and tantrums and emotions. And then we call that PMS. Yeah. And then we call that angry. And then we call that um, aggressive. And so basically, we decide to not let her express uh -huh. herself. Uh, and that, again, you know, means... An imbalance so and when imbalance you say is never good. We decide not to let her express themselves. Be more specific. Give me an example. Well, I could say, I could say that the um, the um, those um, three cycles that I've been talking about, they can also be represented in in a general lifespan yeah. of a woman. So we start as a maiden, then we become a mother, and then we become perimenopausal. And that is the mm -hmm. enchantress phase. So the, this perimenopause, I am perimenopausal. I have been for five, six mm -hmm. years now. Uh, and this is not something that is acceptable. You know, we're not discussing that in the corporate offices that I'm, going, I'm having emotions all over the place, that I'm having sweats. Okay, I'm, so, so you know, you're saying, you're talking not. about... We, in the sense of society, is not allowing. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I understand. Yeah. 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 And then, and, and I think that we, as a women, uh, each of us, we either participate or not mm -hmm. to that. You know, um, it's it's kind of a choice that we have, and the easiest choice to not make any waves and to be acceptable is to kind of tone her down, the enchantress. You know, make her. You know say less and loud, less mm -hmm. loud because she's loud. She's got this um, 
yeah, she she it's a, it's also a very frightening time for a woman because we're, when we start walking towards the darkness, towards the labyrinth of the crone, which we'll meet mm -hmm. in the next in the last phase. Uh, when we start, there's light, but then we're going towards this darkness, and it also means working with your shadow, allowing all the the, the deepest darkest secrets that we might Come have mm -hmm. and face them. So obviously, hmm, we're not really good. Most of us, let's put this, put it this way, are not really comfortable mm -hmm. with her. And since society isn't either, there's another reason for um, society and every woman to just tone her down as much mm -hmm. as possible. And again, I don't believe that um, trying to erase or delete one of the archetypes is a good idea. And the final one, or the, the fourth one, she's called the crone, and she is connected with the time of mm -hmm. bleeding. She's connected with the dark moon or the new moon. Uh, she's connected with winter. Mm -hmm. And in a woman's life, she's connected to the face after the menopause. We usually say eight to 10 years after the last bleed starts the mm -hmm. crone face. So it's really when you're outside of the uh, hormone struggles <laughs> of menopause or perimenopause. And so the crone is, the crone loves silence. The crone is not interested in the outside world. For a week, a woman wants to, the woman wants to turn towards the inwards, towards her insides, reflect, rest. And you know, it's like the winter where when the seeds are underground, they're doing yes. nothing, supposedly. Yes. But, you know, they, it's necessary for the growth of the plants and, and springtime. Well, this week, this crone week every month, uh, sometimes it's not a whole week, but, you know, these few days are a basic necessity for every woman. And again, society is negating that completely. I mean, I don't know about the US, but... In France, the uh, advertisements on TV for tampons or for uh, serviettes yes. or whatever, the, the blood is still blue, yeah. for yeah. heaven's sake. You know, it's like we are not just acknowledging this basic fact that 50% of the world population once a month bleeds and the blood yes. is red. You know, and it's not a big deal, you know. <laughs> it's not a big deal. It's just 50% of the population. And so with things like that, I can, I consider that the crone is, is not, she's not, she's not allowed to exist. You can't say to your boss, whether you're a teacher or, or a secretary in some corporate office, oh, this is my crone week. I'll take my week off, right? I'll come back next week when I feel better. <laughs> you know, this is not, the world is not built for mm -hmm. her. And I'm not saying it should be, I'm just saying, the, the imbalance for right, every right. woman's life is increasing every yeah. month. Let me ask you a question. And sometimes yeah, something you um, give. What is what was the most uh, wonderful moment in your life? Who? <laughs> um, wonderful. I think it was the. Yes, of that's life. that's what I say to you. Yeah, obviously. Because it's 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 really the moment of yeah. wonder, you know this this moment where, as a woman, you realize that you can do mm -hmm. that. It's like oh my god, I'm I'm super I'm Wonder Woman, you know, 
I can literally create something out, somebody out of thin air, and then I can bring this somebody into the world. And I did it I twice. I did it twice oh too. My God. And <laughs> I was superwoman until I tried to put on my blue jeans, and then that was it. <laughs> I brought blue jeans to the hospital thinking that all of a sudden there would be, I would be able to fit in them. So reality came back. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I think it needs a few a few weeks yeah. or a few months. So, so let's go from this wonderful, um, the most wonderful of wonder a moment to a very, very dark, if you'd like to exchange that with us, share that with us, a dark moment in your life that was um, not too unbearable for you, but that had so much meaning for you. Well, um, one of the things that actually changed yes. my life is the day when I realized, when, when I had to call the emergency yes. people, doctors, whatever, to come and collect my husband who had collapsed uh -huh. on the floor. And he then uh, spent five months Ooh. in a hospital, amongst which three in a wow. coma. <laughs> so uh, this was a huge change. Um, wake-up yes. call yeah. for me because I came to realize that some things that I believed to be true yes. were not, that some things about him and about our relationship, that uh, there had been, let's not say lies because I don't think he, he was actually lying, but omissions right. uh, on some of his yes, health yes. issues that I was not yes. aware of. And I felt both stupid yeah. <laughs> and completely um, uh, angry and then yeah. sad. And then basically it what it created for me, and that was five years ago. Okay, now so wait, hold that, on to that. Hold on to that <laughs> moment. Now, I'm going to take you as a healer or therapist or consult counselor for a woman like you. You in that moment. Let's mm -hmm. turn you into the outside person that are being called to help you five years ago deal with that. Mm -hmm. Today, knowing what had happened, how you felt, how would you deal, how would you help other women deal with that? Well, the way I help myself, yeah. I think, which is sit and sit with it and just, you know, breathe through it and first of all go into the allowing allowing me to feel all the feels uh allowing making space for that um i was in a yes, stupor i can imagine kind of, you know and i needed the space to process everything and i needed and i gave it to myself i'm really proud <laughs> of that <laughs> but uh, that's why i say that what i do is i hold space I hold, I held space for myself and I would held space for other people who, other women who go through those kind of, of moments yeah. that are, um, because what I, I believe that what I had a tendency to do before was rush through yes. it. Okay. You know, I'm not yes. dead. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, you, I can deal with that. Let's go. I'm very efficient and I'm very pragmatic. Yeah. Uh, but there I thought that I saw the opportunity for me to mm -hmm. grow, to go provided I allowed 
for the uneasiness, for the emotional collapsing, for the the the, whole, the mud, basically where I was, and I stayed for in this mud for six months, and when you come out of this with having allowed all this or all the processing and 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 the not trying to get out of it you know just okay i'm here and this is how it's going to be for however long it takes um uh this was the life-changing thing that the taking yeah. the time to yeah maybe it was a kind of a crone yeah. experience yeah, as well yeah. you know um so yeah that's that's a lot of what i do is um point out where I see women trying to rush in a direction to get out of the discomfort uh, and remind them that nothing ever happens in our comfort yeah. zones. Ever, ever, ever. ever. And it's so, called life. <laughs> yeah, it's called life. And, you know, and shit yeah, hits shit the, fan, the fan. Thank goodness. All the time. <laughs> because, because it's a wake-up yeah. call also to to see, you know, and, and I think I've, I've grown yeah. a lot. Yeah. I'd like to bring you, and... continue bringing you to these goddesses, uh, eight of them uh, Greek goddesses, and, and archetypes that can help women today. So um, I'm, I'm Greek, as yes. I was saying, and when I was little, my mom used to tell me stories about oh, the Greek goddesses. Wonderful? And I'm an only mm -hmm. child, so I actually had those Barbie dolls and other dolls that I, I actually named um, Artemis and um, Persephone and Demeter. And they had stories. I, I, they had the original stories. And then I made them, I created yeah. new stories for them. And then I lost contact with them for, you know, 30 years, basically. And while I was starting my new career, yeah. um, after being a bookshop keeper for 15 hmm. years, I started running red tents and when what are they for women. The red tents so oh this is another big no subject. no but, i mean <laughs> so, i've never heard of that before okay so red tents are um let me put that in one yes. sentence yes. and each word of this sentence is exactly okay. defining so red tents are sacred yes. spaces sacred safe yes. spaces for women okay so basically, they're spaces created by mm -hmm. other women. They can be open one hour a month or 24-7. Yeah. They are usually decorated uh -huh. in red. Yeah. And it can be very tiny. It can be just a, sure. literally sure. a little tent in my garden. Or it can be a yeah. whole house. In Boston, there's a whole house where women actually live full-time in, which is open to be a uh -huh. red tent. And uh, they are yeah. comfy. <laughs> you know, they have so that you can feel kind of a womb feeling and you can go in there and you can just mm -hmm. be. Yeah. And there is no mm -hmm. program. You can come with yeah. ideas or maybe somebody else will have ideas in there or maybe not. Some women come to sleep. Some women come to flee their mm -hmm. life. Uh, some red tents have actually become yeah. shelters for women who are need at least a couple of hours outside of their lives or maybe more, maybe a couple mm -hmm. of weeks. Uh, so, and they're mm -hmm. sacred, uh, which means that um, it is not a place to just use hustle mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. life. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so there, and, and there's this woman, um, American woman, she's called Alyssa Starkweather, and she had a dream 
kind of Martin Luther King yeah. <laughs> um, of having one of those in every mm -hmm. neighborhood or in every village. And indeed, it has grown. There is, it's now a movement. It's worldwide. There are many, many red tents all over the place. And some of them are, you know, I, I'm saying, I was saying two, open two hours right. a month during the dark moon usually. Some others are open for seven hours. There's red tents with three women in there. And there's the red tents with 2,000 yeah. women. Yeah. So, you know, there's one in a stadium, I think, in, in California, mm -hmm. where they rent a stadium once a month and do a huge red tent, <laughs> like a Barnum yeah. style red tent. So now, all and through... sometimes women sing, dance, write, being talk a to woman, each other, being whatever. a woman, they can be. Yeah. And being in a place where there is no male energy mm -hmm. at all, which is life changing, yeah. you know, that just yeah. spending yeah. some time engulfed mm -hmm. in feminine energy. So I used to run those and facilitate our um, women's circles as well, because I needed yeah. the energy because I have a, a husband and two sons. Uh -huh. And uh, <laughs> so up to a certain extent, I thought I was really, uh, it was difficult for me to find women. I live uh, in a kind of a remote place. So I thought, okay, let me invite them in. And so I started yeah. doing that. And as soon as I spent some time with only women, the goddesses come, came knocking yes. again, you know, from my childhood. And I kind of created this system with the nine, the eight, sorry, mm -hmm. there's a ninth one, but it's a surprise. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the eight basic, for me, basic goddess, uh, Greek goddesses, that kind of, um, each of them represents one aspect of a woman's life mm -hmm. experience. So, um, and they kind of go, go from the ground mm -hmm. to the sky, from yeah. my idea. Um, and what I do uh, in my work is I introduce uh, these ladies to um, the women I work mm -hmm. with, as in, you know, get to know them, but not uh, on, a, on a brainy mm -hmm. uh, knowledge thing, but on an emotional and mostly sensory mm -hmm. experience. And the idea, again, is to look for balance and to look... You know that if you are um if you've got for instance too much of persephone who is one of the most intuitive uh and uh emotional goddesses well you end up being this over emotional person that is never uh fully rational yes. uh on the other on the other hand if you've got too much of athena in your life or in your in your way of functioning then you don't have enough emotions. Mm -hmm. You're all in your brain. You're all about the planning, like Virgo right. energy obsessed, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so again, you need to find yeah. the balance. And, um, and so that's yeah. what I do. It's <laughs> fascinating. Um, fascinating. And these, these, you know, some people communicate with archangels right. or right. with spirit guides or I exactly. talk to the goddesses and exactly. they answer back. <laughs> How can people get in touch with you? Uh, Tell me your uh, social oh, media, and I will include it in the description of this episode. Thank you very much. So uh, I'm Isaiah, Isaiah. Uh, and my website is Isaiah Bell. Mm -hmm. So I-S-A-Y-A-B-E-L-L-E.com. -L -L -E mm -hmm. And everything is in there. Good. You can find all my socials Fantastic. from there. But you can also find me on all socials under Isaiah, Isaiah Bell. Bell. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of it. It so happens that there's oh, nobody God. else Good. named like this. So Don't you have any I doubt? Took the, I took the spot. No, <laughs> 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 I'm lucky enough to have um, you know, this unique. name that I can use uh, very simply. And um, and the best way to start working with me and to understand what the what the goddesses are all about is to take the free goddess oh, quiz. I have a free and goddess quiz that, that is a sensory your, on quiz. On your website? Yeah, it's on, it's okay. on my website good. and it's all over Great. my socials. And that, you know, then you can know not which goddess you are, because that is che- yeah. cheesy, cheesy. <laughs> but which goddess you need, yeah. which goddess you need right. today. And so maybe today is that one, tomorrow right. it's going to be another one. And the quiz is being designed, um, I designed the quiz with, really the idea of of um sensory experience of the goddess not right. the brain right your right mm-hmm. brain taking over basically and mm-hmm. your emotions Voila. thank you so <laughs> much for coming to talk to us it's invaluable i really thank appreciate it i, love I, I hope to have you again bye-bye bye, bye. bye.